We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How, how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally? I think we ain't done yet. All right. Welcome back to another edition of the Butting Heads Podcast, proud part of the Rams Talk Radio group, whatever we're called, uh, and the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the best place to get your podcasts. I'm Steve Rivera. Here is up with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, we are back. Episode 201. Schedule preview's over. We're deep into minicamp. We got a game on Saturday, albeit uh, it barely constitutes as a real Rams game, but it is 60 minutes of football featuring players wearing Rams jerseys. Are you excited? I am. You know, the funny thing is I would have told you that I was excited just about for any type of football. And then I saw the Hall of Fame game (laughs) with the Raiders and the Jaguars. And I was like, this is utter trash. Like, I understand it's the Jaguars and all. But, man, both sides of the ball was just awful, and it just shows how terrible preseason football is. But, A, it's football. I'm I'm with it. I know that the Dodgers are on a tear lately, and they're the best team in baseball right now. But it's still football. Yeah, it's football. We're back. Hey, good for the Dodgers. Good for you guys. I didn't realize they are on a tear. I went to a Mets game this weekend. I watched some baseball. I hit my parlay. And I, I'm good for the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, to your credit, you know, the, the Mets is the, I think, I think they're tied they're with cooking. the, yeah, they're tied with the Yankees for the second best record right now. If we, if we have a, a Mets, uh, Mets Dodgers playoff series, I might have to get back into it. The Dodgers are NL, right? Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, so they couldn't do a world series, but they can certainly do a playoff game. Yeah. The, the butting heads invitational what we'll call it i'd be so down (laughs) (laughs) we'll see we'll see uh well (laughs) and there's our baseball minute for the day we are gonna talk about all kinds of stuff today um a lot of rams news 
going on, I think the biggest, not huge, not surprising, but most noteworthy thing that came out today was that Sean McVay confirmed he has signed a contract extension with the Rams and that less need is being worked on. It seemed like he was reluctant to in, announce this until Sneed was done. Uh, he said, we wanted to announce that when both of us got had gotten done. Mine is done and less is in the process of that, but I think in respect to wanting to show the partnership for us, I said, you guys will know when we both get done. Uh, obviously, it's not the case, but it seems like they are both adamant about being a pair and a partnership and that they bo- if one of them was going to stay, the other one had to stay. And... McVay is done. The Rams are not going to announce details of that contract until they get less need done, is is the word in the street today. But it seems like it'll be a big one, considering we know that Amazon was offering him $20 million to do maybe an eighth of the work, just to sit in the booth and watch football and talk about it. So I would imagine a pretty hefty heyday or payday for McVeigh, but Johnny, you happy that we are confirmed this guy is not going anywhere for quite some time? Get it done. Like, uh, I mean, well, uh, it, it seems as though that Sean McVeigh is done, but less need also. I, I think we, I think you can all agree at this point that less need is good for the Rams. You know, uh, he was partially responsible for this uh, past Super Bowl and. I mean, the the guy's a freaking wizard when it comes to contracts. And uh, he's become, you know, someone that all other GMs are looking up to at this moment. So uh, sign him to whatever, you know, just keep him in L.A. When Les Snead got here, the Rams were arguably the worst run organization in football. And today they are arguably the best run organization in football. So... It It is clear that he should remain here. It seems like he's going to. I am, There's no reason to think that this isn't going to happen based on the article. Probably just working out money details, contract details, all of that. I don't really see him leaving, especially if McVeigh's here, especially if the guys in the building are here. So I think that's definitely going to get done. Um, And it's great there, to hear, there's man. There's got to be a no-trade clause. There, there's got to be no-trade clauses and... Uh, <laughs> There's got to be like uh, pro- performance bonuses and you know all that good stuff attached to it. That's a dream, man. <laughs> I'm sure you're getting a hefty bonus. Did you um, did you check out Seth Wickerman's Sean McVay profile today on ESPN? I haven't. No. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, absolutely worth reading. Uh, to anyone who wants to check that out, it's just on ESPN.com. Go to the Rams page. You'll find it pretty easily. This is uh, – <laughs> I'm going to read you some quotes from this article because it was cracking me up. Uh, this was Sean McVay talking about the Stafford trade. Uh, it, it, they detail how the season ended, and it was pretty clear that they all – he realized that they've gotten as far as it could get with Jared Goff. Uh, he was in Cabo. You know, bummed about a bad 2020 season. Then he found out Matthew Stafford was there. They hung out. They talked football. Uh, they it was clear that they wanted to team up. So this is what the quote says: They they 
They met for drinks poolside, talking football, a bond forged over sun and booze. McVeigh returned to his hotel and, in quotes, a few tequilas in, he says he hopped on a FaceTime with Rams Brass, unleashing a plea that's now legendary around the team's office. And this is the quote from what he said. Here's the fucking deal, okay? We can sit here and exist and be okay winning 9-11 to games and losing in the fucking derisional round and feel like, oh, everything's okay. Or we could let our motherfucking nuts hang and go trade for this fucking quarterbacks and give ourselves a chance to win a fucking world championship. You ready to fucking do this or what? Is verbatim the quote from this article. Uh, just incredible, incredible stuff. And, and this is exactly the reason why you paid Sean McVay. That, that there's just no reason why you wouldn't. He he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew what would get the job done. He got the job done. Now we're trying to to get uh you know a two peak going here. Uh, yeah, pay the man. Pay the man. Uh, my other favorite tidbits. <laughs> this was him talking about how he felt in November last year. <laughs> he said. It was a fucking joke how pissed and how I can't even articulate the disgust, the sickness, the constant pit in your gut. You have to fight what you're feeling. You have to get up and lead and really authentically be able to demonstrate the strength that I think is a responsibility and necessity for a good leader. While not minimizing, I'm being a human being too, and I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> uh, and then just, just, just incredible stuff in this article. He, that my 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 actual favorite part of the article is um they were talking about whether or not he'd le- ever actually leave the booth everyone was like or leave for the booth he was like i don't think so uh and there's a line in the thing where it says of course if he stays in coaching it will mean the inevitable losing season if you ask McVay what will happen if the rams go four and 13 he scoffs as if you mentioned something cosmically inconceivable we're never losing again. We're never losing again. What a what a world. I, I think uh, we should just sign a petition that uh, Sean McVay will be our lifetime coach. You know, um, no no other coach can can be the Rams coach from here on out, and, and it should be that way. I'm here for it. Just like what we've said, uh, we when we've brought up Pat Mahomes in the past, we've said that it is not inconceivable to think that. He is on a trajectory where he will end his career as one of, if not the best quarterbacks to ever play. Pretty clearly, Sean McVay is also on that trajectory. The guy's 36, never had a losing season, been to two Super Bowls, youngest to win one. I'm assuming the youngest to coach in one, too, in 2018. I don't have that in front of me. Um, But clearly on a path towards being one of the all-time greats and Glad, uh, he was a risky hire when we signed him. The guy was thirty, uh, but clearly the the best bet anyone in that building has ever made. I just I think back to that and I'm like, man, that's crazy. When you think back, I I didn't really have a huge opinion on Sean McVay uh, because he was so young, and I understand that there was a good impression on the guy, but. You know, me personally, I just thought, well, I mean, can't get any worse, so why not? Um, but uh, I, I didn't expect to see a, a coach that we think so fondly of. We, we want him to be our coach for decades to come, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, never in our wildest dreams could we imagine this. I don't, like, 
I don't really think I had a strong take at the time either because I didn't really know anything about him. You know, I knew he was a, the Washington's office coordinator. I didn't. Oh, okay. I searched my Twitter. Um, I just searched tweets for me from McVay. Here I am. January 12th, 2017. Sean McVay turned Kirk Cousins into a franchise guy and made Matt Jones and Fat Rob competent backs. Great fit for Goff and Gurley. What a tweet, bro. I, I, I'm on the right side of history here. You, you are. You are, especially because you had a good feeling about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> this is this is Lajani type line. Sean McVay turned Kirk Cousins into a franchise guy. That's a backhanded compliment if I've ever seen one. <laughs> that that really <laughs> is. That are are you sure I didn't tweet that? <laughs> <laughs> or on the same page again. All right, let's let's move on to some players on the Rams. Uh, a lot of injuries shifting around. Uh Running back Kieran Williams, wide receiver Warren Jackson, activated off the pup list. They're back at practice. Jalen Ramsey's back at practice as well. He had a big day um, in practice, apparently, having two interceptions. Good to see it. I, I'm ex- I'm hoping that um, Kieran Williams and Warren Jackson are able to play this weekend because uh, Williams, especially, is a guy I'm looking. I, I want to see what he can bring to the table in the preseason. I, I I agree. Um, these are two guys I, I would absolutely want to see. Um, but I feel like with Williams, I, I, I would be okay with him, like, missing uh, a week, um, have him play in week two, just because it, it is coming back from, like, a, a broken foot. So I, I'm not too crazy about him trying to re-aggravate his foot here. Um but at the same time, like it is kind of tempting to see what he brings to the table and, uh, you know, kind of the selfishness in, in the fans. That's what you want to see, like what what he what he uh, looks like on the NFL level, especially because we are hoping that he can be our main third down back in the future. Um, as for Warren Jackson, we don't really know the extent at, or at least that I don't know the extent um, of as to why he was on the, you know, physically unable to perform list uh, to start the off season. Uh, it wasn't mentioned. I don't know if it was a private matter or what the issue was, but I'm hoping it wasn't too serious so that he can, you know, go back out there and, and compete. But the reason why I'm particularly interested in Warren Jackson is because there was a lot of sort of hype around this guy um, because he's kind of a bigger target. And uh, really, when you get towards the back half of the uh, uh, of the receiving depth, you don't have a lot to be excited about. It, you know, Tutu Atwell, we're hearing good things. You know, Jacob Harris, unfortunately, is injured, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but beyond that is Ben Skoranek did not have the most, uh, great, um, rookie seasons, uh, to be fair, he was kind of asked to really become a, a, a bigger target for Matthew Stafford in critical situations, not something you tend to want to do for a low round rookie, uh, but did not really impress much. And then the rest is basically guys that have been on and off the practice squad or undrafted free agents 
So Warren Jackson kind of brings a, a different type of energy here. If he can, you know, kind of separate himself from the pack, that that'd be awesome to have, you know, another another big target for uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I think they're, you know, with Van Jefferson injured, there there's definitely an opening for snaps, and so even somebody like Warren Jackson, who I'm not going to sit here and say I even think will make the roster, it's good to get him back and give him a chance to compete for the spot that is open. Uh, there are definitely open roster spots as a position. I don't think anyone. I I mean the the most likely group to make the roster is Cup, Robinson, Jefferson. Those are obviously all locks. Two two Atwell is about a ninety nine point nine percent lock right behind them. Ben Skoranek and Jacob Harris are probably going to be on the team. That's probably going to be the six, and then Brandon Powell if we count him as a receiver. We'll see how much he plays receiver in the preseason if they even play him. I wouldn't be upset if they didn't because we need that guy. Um, but it's it's nice that he could get back and have a chance to compete for a spot. And I know, I know you mentioned that um, <laughs> we did throw Ben Skoranek into a big spot. But, you know, think about how many players have been thrown into big spots and succeeded. You know, these guys are in the NFL. Bryce, that, that's Bryson Hopkins true, didn't play for two I mean, years. Do you really want to throw that on, on a, no, on a no, late no, round? No, no, don't. But there was a lot of noticeable, oh, that play probably should have been made stuff. Not to beat a dead yeah. horse. I, I don't want to drive a guy. I'm excited to see how – I, I, I genuinely mean this. I'm excited to see if he's developed as a receiver at all in year two. No, I, I think you do want to – because despite all of, you know, our criticism towards uh, Ben Skoranek, there were other guys on the practice squad that uh, Sean McVay could have rolled with, uh, but opted to kind of throw in Skoranek because he felt he was the better player to throw out there. So that says something, you know, it, it may not say a ton, but it says a little something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, are you buying the Tutu hype? You're getting a lot of praise this preseason. I, I want to buy into the hype. I really, really do. Because then it, it, it makes the drafting of Tutu Atwell uh, where the Rams did uh, a little bit of an easier pill to swallow, but 
I am going to reserve my judgment until we see uh, him out on the field. The only question is, will Sean McVay have him on the field and in, in, during the preseason or not? Because we know how Sean McVay likes to, uh, you know, re- uh, rest his players and not play in the preseason. I don't know if that applies to Tutu, though. I, I think I think you have to play him. Like he needs he needs the reps. Um, unless unless he is looking like a absolute certified stud, uh, and I, I I am cautiously buying the hype here. Um, not like not thinking that he's going to come out here and be the wide receiver three and go for a thousand yards. I'm buying it in a sense that I do believe that he can have a role on the team. Um and perform and you know he's never he's not someone who's like you're gonna go out and draft in your fantasy drafts he's gonna be a steal he's not gonna put up numbers because there's too many mouths to feed but maybe once or twice a game he's out there and he makes a play and you're like oh okay uh still a bad pick to me no matter what happens but he's here and i would love to get some use out of him i before we move on or you know let's talk about jacob harris quick uh injured he He's injured again. He is a groin strain out for a couple weeks. Um, not really much to, to say on it. It's just kind of a bummer that he's probably going to miss the whole preseason because, like Warren Jackson, this is another guy who has a chance to earn some playing time. He's fully as a wide receiver. If he doesn't play in the preseason, you know how much are you going to trust him to play in the regular season? I would guess not a lot. So just bad timing for that guy. He can't catch a break. Yeah. I mean, this was, again, this is exactly kind of the mirror of what happened last year. You know, he he has, like, all this kind of camp hype. uh, And then only for him not to be able to shine at all during the preseason. And then you have to play catch-up again going into the regular season. And hopefully he stays healthy. And, uh, you know, injuries can really, really affect a player's career. So, um I just hope it's something he can recover from quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him out there. Um, but it doesn't seem like he'll play this preseason, and we'll see if he plays in the regular season if he doesn't play in the preseason. I'm sure he's going to make the team not a full lock, but it'd be pretty surprising if he was a cut. We've had more surprising cuts, but we've had much more surprising cuts in the past. Let's talk quickly about um, the... Matthew Stafford injury situation. We touched on it last week. Basically, immediately after we finished recording the podcast, there was a rumor that was out that he is dealing with tendonitis. Um, Stafford, when asked about it, he said this news was getting a lot more traction than he expected. He said, I'm just going through something that's irritating at the moment, and I'm working through it. We've got a great plan. I'm feeling stronger every time I come out and throw. I'm on the right track. I feel good. Um, McVay said... Uh, obviously Stafford, if you've been keeping up, came back to practice, threw the ball around, threw it all over the field, looked great. To the naked eye, seemed fine. You wouldn't know he was dealing with injury. McVay said, I do know this the way he looked today. I don't think you would know that anything was going on, and he felt good. So I'm going to sleep a little better knowing that. So, and, and uh, nobody would confirm if it was tendonitis. Didn't deny it either. Uh, apparently, they, McVay said this is an abnormal injury for a quarterback. It's something that pitchers deal with more and so it's not uh not the best news 
But I'm still not concerned, especially after he threw. I don't think my thoughts have really changed since last week. No, I mean, the fact that he could still throw the ball downfield and he he seems to be able to do this quite frequently, I I don't think there's a huge issue here. Obviously, you don't want him to feel any sort of discomfort or irritation at all, but it, it is what it is at this point. At, at least um, it's not a serious issue. At least it doesn't seem like it. I just think that, in general, the way the Rams kind of handle injury news is has always been kind of, or at least during the Sean McVay era, has always been kind of on the horrific side. They, their secretiveness just seems like a lot worse than it actually is. And to an extent, I understand it because, you know, if the players prefer it to be private, then let it be private. I mean... If you were to think of it from our own perspective, it's not like we're sharing our medical information to the world either. So, um, you know, that's just kind of something to keep in mind. But uh, I will say that them being so secretive about everything makes things sound a lot worse. Yeah, it's be upfront about it. I think they might have just thrown him out to practice because they were probably all like, hey, should we just end this? End this speculation? But, uh, yeah, I t- it, it, obviously you shouldn't feel 100% positive right now about this. You know, if there was no reason to be concerned, then there would be no news. I'm not really concerned, though. You know, on a scale of 1 in 10, I'm like a 2.5. And, a half. Uh, and I, I yeah, think... That- yeah, I think anything lower than a two, you're probably kidding yourselves a little. Um, but anything higher than like a five, you're just losing your mind and letting something run rampant that's not uh, that big of a deal because we still throw the shit out of the ball in a practice. So I think come games, he's going to be okay. Yeah, let us hope, man. <laughs> let us hope. Preseason starts Saturday, Johnny, 10 o'clock against, is it the Chargers this week? It is the Chargers. Okay, so the positional battle that we are watching the closest is definitely at right guard, and it appears that Coleman Shelton is out to the lead. McVay said that he's really starting to separate himself in that battle uh, against rookie Logan Bruss and whoever else is getting thrown out there. I think... The biggest indicator of if he's winning this matchup is if we see him play on Saturday. Do you think we will see Coleman Shelton play this week? You know, I'd be kind of shocked to see either of them out there playing. Okay. I um, The only way I kind of see them, either of them out there, uh, for surely I don't see Coleman Shelton out there. Let's kind of get that out of the way. Uh, because if there's any sort of inkling that this guy is going to be your starting guard for the season, he's definitely not going to be out there. Uh, but as far as Logan Bruss, who may ride the bench this year, if again, if he has a, a chance to start, I think McVeigh would prefer to keep him out as well. But um, considering that there's no shot at Bruss starting at all, and uh, 
McVay just wants him to get some, you know, in-game NFL experience. Uh, maybe we will see him this Saturday. I would prefer to see him just because he is a rookie after all. No matter how much hype the guy has, uh, you want to see what he does against actual NFL competition. But we'll see. I, I think it's going to be very telling to see uh, uh, if any of these guys are out there. But I'd be completely shocked if Shel- Shelton is out there. I, I, I would be floored if Logan Brust didn't play. That would that would be wild to me. I think even McVeigh, in his history of not playing players, has more often than not played rookies. Um. Like I or Cam Akers was hurt, right? I don't remember if he played or not. Um, uh, I think he was hurt. Yeah. So, I, I, but I think he usually does play rookies because he's never had a first round pick. So, like, <laughs> there's never been a drafted player who is an immediate day one starter where he's actually had to think about that. And I think yeah. pretty much everyone else has played. Shelton uh, will be I... interesting. If I can recall one player that wasn't out there, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, I believe Jordan Fuller was one of the only guys uh, that didn't participate. I am going to – Jordan Fuller was 2020, right? Or was this his second year? Uh, I, I, I'm i thinking during it's because I think – uh, right away, I think the Rams knew he was going to be the starter. So I, I'm i pretty sure that they kept him out. Um, he may have played the first preseason game. And then they might have held him out for the rest of them. But I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Johnny, we are... Um, there was no preseason. Because that was 2020, right? Uh... Was it? Yeah. So nobody played uh, because they didn't have a preseason. I forgot about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jeez. Man. That seems like forever ago. Yeah, because I, I remember it like it was surprising that he was the full game starter in week one. So that, yeah, well, that that uh, I, I'm curious in if he would have played at all in the preseason now. So he, he kind of kind of got the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, they might have uh it wouldn't maybe they would have played both him and Rap to try and sort that out, but I don't know. I'm gonna name you some players. You tell me if we think they play. Uh and these are gonna be deeper cuts because um obviously there's a lot of guys obviously that here that are not going to play. John Wolford. Does he play week one preseason? Uh. I want to say yes, but no, he does not. I don't think he does either. <laughs> um, who else we got? Uh, Kendall Bland. Uh, I think you kind of have to. I because the the reason being is obviously you're not going to see Higby out there, but beyond Higby and Blanton and Hopkins, who else is available? Because I know they recently cut a a uh, undrafted free agent tight end. I forget his name. Um, I, I think he got injured and they just cut him. But they've, uh, they've still got Jamal Pettigrew and Jared Pinkney and Roger Carter, according to their roster. 
Were any of those the guys that got cut, though? No, I don't believe so. Uh, so I don't think he plays. So if that's the case, then no, he does not play. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he plays either. Terrell Lewis. No. Nah, no, I, no. I don't think so either. Um, who else we got here? Robert Rochelle. Uh, yes, I believe he plays. I, uh, I I just think that there's so much competition right now at cornerback, uh, and that the rookies are doing so well at 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 uh, training camp that you almost have to play them to uh you know establish some kind of competition there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. David Long. Mm, no, I don't think so. I. I want him to because, again, there's a lot of competition this time around. It's funny because when you talk about the beginning of the offseason, this was such a uh, you know barren wasteland of talent other than Jalen Ramsey and, well, really just Jalen Ramsey because at the time we didn't have Troy Hill. Yeah. Uh, so, and now it's like, damn, who do we keep? So I'd like to say yes, but I have a feeling that, that uh mcveigh keeps him off well uh we had we had darius williams last year too but uh he made himself forgettable well no i i meant the i meant the beginning of this off season. oh gotcha gotcha yeah 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 yeah, because williams got overpaid yeah i i i agree i think he should play and he probably won't play um nick scott hell no right he's there's no chance he plays no uh terrell burgess I think he plays. You know, I I would say yes, but if I recall correctly, he really didn't play much last preseason. <laughs> yeah, he and... might be active and just be a coach's decision to not play. Well, I mean, that was the funny thing is because we kind of speculated, oh, maybe Terrell Burgess has like a huge role this year, and he and he was like, oh yeah, he's on the roster. Why? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, maybe he doesn't play. Yeah, like it wouldn't shock me if the, the the guy who plays in this game who contributed the most to the team last year was Ben Skoranek because they will they might sit everybody. Uh, like we're sitting here saying, like they might not play Kendall Blanton. Like that's just like insane. That is weird. I I would like to see Coleman Shelton play, but I agree. I I feel like he won't if they're being serious about him being out in that big of a lead. Because yeah, no, no way. Yeah, they didn't play Brian Allen and Joseph Nopum in the preseason the year they were deemed the starters with no experience. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What what are you what are you looking forward to the most in this game, man? I personally am most excited just to watch eleven players in Rams uniforms throw a leather ball around for sixty minutes. There, there's actually quite a bit to look for, and and it's one of the reasons why I'm kind of excited to to see this game. I know it means nothing, I but uh, there's a lot to look for. I'm most interested though in the cornerback competition, just because there is so much. Like I don't think people realize how many guys um, that are going to be out there performing, you know, from the rookies, uh, Darian Kendrick and, and uh, Dakobe Durant have gotten rave reviews. And then of course, you know, Robert Rochelle was kind of an up, uh, up and coming guy uh, before he got injured. Um, you know, and, and there's even another guy that has been making some noise. He was technically, I think on the practice squad, um, but has been making a lot of noise in camp named uh, Haley Grant. Um, dude, there's so much competition. That's why, like, it makes me wonder if uh, if a guy like Terrell Burgess even has a shot at making the roster this year. And it, it's so disappointing considering it, it seemed like he had a lot of potential his rookie year before he got hurt. Yeah, he's he's far from a lock to make the roster. Uh, because every time it seemed li- like last year when it was like, oh, it's time for Terrell Burge to step up, they were like, hey, Eric Weddle, you want to uh, put your cleats on and, and come back to us? So, yeah, like, there's clearly no confidence in him, and so I think he really should be out there to earn playing time and potentially a roster spot. I- I'm excited. Oh, you can go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, the uh... – <laughs> I think there may be even – I don't even know if he's even eligible anymore, but I, I, he may have to end up on the practice squad. He he might be with the new rules. I don't know if they ever really reverted them back to uh, what they were pre-pandemic. That's nuts considering that we saw this guy as so much potential and then just – I mean, there's a reason why uh, Les Snead and, and you know, the Rams coaching staff all agreed – that they needed to kind of focus on on the uh, defensive back spots um, during the draft. And from all signs of it, it sounds like um, they they hit a, a couple of, of gems. Hopefully, it's not just hype. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to see Jacoby. Um, and if Rochelle plays, I'm excited to see what he's bringing in year two. Hopefully, he plays so well that he doesn't have to play again this preseason. I'm but. excited to see DK, man. Dar- Darian Kendrick, you you got to you got to um be looking out for this guy, especially since he was such a late round um but had, you know, he was thought to be like a a first round talent at one point. If he can continue to improve, we may have had a steal in, you know, drafting him in I believe the 6th round. It wouldn't be the first time we've hit big on a six-round defensive back rookie. Nope. And uh, by all accounts, it seems like it might happen again. I'll be keeping my eye out for him. Um, Believe it or not, I'm very excited to see Tutu Atwell and Ben Skronik in this game because 
there's no bad outcome for me personally. Either I'm going to eat my words and we're going to get two players that contribute to the Rams this year, or we're just going to have some very fun podcasts while they're on the team. <laughs> it's 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 genuinely a win-win for me. I will happily eat every bad thing I said about these guys. That's what I want to happen. I, I personally think that Tutu Atwell, considering he plays, um, I think we'll see some good things from Tutu Atwell. And I think it would be more of a, a crow-eating situation if Ben Skoranek turns out to be like an absolute stud in the preseason. Uh, I, I'm i going to be honest, I'd be really surprised just because even in camp, I haven't heard a ton of good things about about Skoranek. Um No, no, but, I mean, we've heard good things about everybody. Yes. And, and I and honestly I have not heard a single good thing from Skoranek. Now that doesn't mean anything, um, because Skoranek has never been that kind of flashy of a player. So it, it could be he could be quietly having a good camp, but that doesn't seem likely. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, are what we talked about Kieran Williams a little bit earlier. What are are you high on him as a player? Um, and I ask this because I, I have a group chat with some of my uh, friends from Roto Baller, current and current and past, um, our fantasy web, football website. All these guys think that Kieran Williams sucks and is just not going to be good. Uh, our friend of the show. Uh, Kev Masarajan said that he wouldn't be surprised if Jake Funk is the Rams RB2 this year, um, which <laughs> I think he said last time he was on the show and we made fun of him for it. But, like, are you a believer in Kieran Williams? I don't really have a take. I, I haven't, haven't watched a lot of his college. Um, I trust the Rams enough if they are taking him in the fifth round that maybe there's something there. But what what are, what are you saying? Do you think he'll be a contributor on this team? If he could stay healthy and get to football form, I absolutely think he can be a contributor. Now, how much of a contributor? I think that's where you want to be a little bit more realistic. Uh, because the way I look at it is if you're sitting here thinking he's going to be like a dominant, you know, number two guy that can overthrow Daryl Henderson, I, I think you're overthinking about uh, Williams. Um, but on the other hand, if you see him as like a third down back, you know, somebody that, you know, can potentially punch in, uh, get some yard, some short yardage, maybe even get a touchdown or two. Um, I I think that's a little bit more accurate way of, of looking at him. Uh, the idea is for him to be the third down back, um, whether that happens or not. We'll see, but I I am thinking that he has a shot. Of course, nothing is guaranteed. He is just a rookie after all. Uh, but I, I think he can contribute. I I don't see him as a player that sucks or a player that um, is a bust or anything. Uh, I mean, first of all, he's a fifth round pick. He he wouldn't be a bust even if he doesn't succeed. Uh, but um, yeah, I I don't. I don't see him as a starter. So if you're if if people are seeing, oh, he's going to overtake Cam Akers, I, I I think you're going to be severely disappointed. Yeah, I don't think anyone really thinks that. Um, like except maybe his family. 
<laughs> I mean, all yeah. he's got to do is be better than Jake Funk. That shouldn't be probably. They probably will be. Quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, I would be more concerned if Jake Funk makes the active roster because, quite frankly, I did not see anything remotely uh, positive about this guy last year. I know he was he was just a rookie last year. And he was mainly thought to be just a special teams contributor. But, yeah, the little action we saw him last year, there's a reason why he only got a few snaps. And, yeah. Well, you got to imagine this team's going to keep four running backs because Cam Akers is coming off an Achilles tear. Daryl Henderson's made of glass. Kieran Williams may possibly also be made of glass. Um, and then if it's not Jake Funk, it's going to be Raymond Calais, Trey Ragas, A.J. Rose. Um Maybe they bring some. I mean, if there's serious injuries to Henderson or Acres in the preseason, they'll sign someone off the street. But you know, hopefully, we enter the season with both of them active, and you know, they're not going to play in the preseason, so that won't be an issue for us. But he could make the roster. I'd be a little concerned right. if he's getting snaps, but I wouldn't shock if he makes the team. I, I have to say, though, I am kind of intrigued with the. With uh, Trey Regis or Ragus or how however you pronounce his name, um, I, I'm kind of intrigued because uh, I did a little research on the guy uh, because I, I I'll admit I did not know really much of anything about him, and turns out he was kind of like a preseason warrior for the Raiders last year, which is kind of funny because he's not on the Raiders anymore. Um, he even like kind of got a nickname called Trey Vegas. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's a freaking awesome nickname. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering if there is like something the Rams see in him. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what he brings to the table. Hey, in the regular season for the Raiders last year, he averaged nine yards a carry. So that, that you know, I mean, I imagine had, that's not very many. He but had one carry, <laughs> but it went for <laughs> nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nine yards to carry. <laughs> I mean, he'll get some. He'll get carries for sure, especially if we don't think Kieran Williams plays. They're not going to give Jake Funk the ball thirty times. Oh God! I'm also. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Super Bowl hero Bryson Hopkins, who I'm excited to uh, see. I'm assuming he will play. Um, and I think re- in reality they should dial up a lot of action for him because it's year three. We finally saw something out of him in the Super Bowl. He clearly seems like he belongs in the NFL, which we were not sure of for a long time. Now, I would hope he's a guy that they try to scheme for in this game and get him the ball a little. We say all these expectations about seeing guys like him, Tutu, Skoranek. What we know is going to happen, Johnny, is J.J. Koski is going to get 16 targets uh, because I think that was all that happened the last preseason. (laughs) Yeah, and the funny thing is, of all the attention that Koski got, it wasn't all that impressive still. <laughs> He's like, well, it's I like mean, the guy, there's guys in the NBA G League who can average like 30 points a game and you're like, well, that's great, but like they have no value to an NBA roster because all this stuff they could only do if they are the best player on the court. Um, And so like Koski's fine, you know, if we desperately need a slot receiver he can 
go in and be on the field, but like not not really a guy that is gonna he he has a lot of work to do if he's gonna be an actual NFL receiver. Yeah, for sure. And uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, some of these guys that we have hope for. Um but every every year there's always that kind of one preseason warrior that we just think is going to, you know, um, actually make the roster and, and, you know, challenge for playing time. And they, they end up not doing anything. Uh, (laughs) Just kind of goes to show you just how little the preseason means to the Rams because yeah, I mean, it, it does help a little bit for some of the players to, you know, make the roster, but, I think back to last year's preseason warrior, which is arguably Chris Garrett. Yeah, I mean, dude, dude dominated in preseason, and uh, yeah, he, I think I, did he actually, or was this just like us wanting him so badly to dominate that we are just remembering him dominating? I think there was one game he was just kind of there, but there was two oh, pretty memorable right. games. You're right, yeah, because yeah, the first game he was awful, and then he actually he did do some stuff. I remember. But hey, I'm excited to see him again this year. Oh, me too. I love that guy. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean him uh, uh, playing side by side with Daniel Hardy. You know, this could be a, a a you know formidable duo in the preseason. You never know. And out of all all the positions on the roster, really, that might be the one where if somebody goes bonkers in this preseason, they could actually earn themselves snaps in the regular season. Because even though, like, you're not going to play Leonard Floyd or Justin Hollins or probably Tara Lewis, it's not, like, exactly a, a murderer's row there after Floyd. And so, like, yeah, if a, if a Chris Garrett comes out and looks like he's made leaps and bounds, he probably will get some snaps in the season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, and it'll just kind of amuse me a little bit, too, uh, if uh, the, these guys just end up, like, these this amazing unit out there you know, dominating because they, they have like this athleticism to them. But uh, in the end, during the regular season, we probably won't see much of them. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the guys that we see this preseason, we will not um, see it all in the regular season because the entire starting lineup and then some isn't going to play. The Rams are minus or, I think the Rams are plus three and a half underdogs in this game. I am hammering that Chargers line, man. We are never going to win in the preseason again, I don't believe. <laughs> no. And, and and that's fine with me, man. I Yeah, I don't care. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, did we win any preseason game last year? Last year? I think we might have won one. No, we lost all three last year. And I actually went back and looked while we were podcasting because I was hoping that our record under McVay was going to be like, Horrible, but uh, in 2018 and 2019, they actually split. Oh, they they went two and two both times. I didn't look at 2017 because he, uh, I don't think he had established the we're playing no players mentality yet his first year. I think some guys did play that year. Yeah, I, and I think it was for the better, honestly. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting though uh, that uh like you you look at some some teams out there like how much they you know put in starters and stuff like that 
And I just think to myself, why? Yeah, I'm like, I think McVeigh takes it a little too far, but I think clearly he is right to not play their best players at all. Like Matthew Stafford doesn't need a rep. You know, Cooper Cup doesn't need a rep. And then no. even like Cam Akers coming off an injury, I wouldn't play him. Uh, I could see other coaches want him to play him. But then like when you go down the roster, it's like we just both agreed without like without hesitation that Nick Scott will absolutely not fucking play in this game. And we're talking about Nick Scott. Like he's made some strides, but like we're really at the point where we're saying that guy will not be on the field. There's no chance he plays. It's a little ridiculous, but it's clearly worked. Um, so I'm fine with it. But uh, I mean, even like other teams, like uh, going back to the Raiders Jaguars game, why the hell is Josh Jacobs out there playing? Everyone's been asking that question. I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, granted, do I think Josh Jacobs is slightly overrated? Yes. But I'm still not sending Josh Jacobs out there. He's clearly the best running back the Raiders have. And he's out there. I just think he's kind of become underrated at this point. Because I think everyone thinks he sucks. I I definitely don't think he sucks. Yeah, me neither. Uh, He's talented. Maybe he's not like a top, you know, five, top ten running back anymore. But uh, I, I, I certainly would be happy to have him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm not going to make a prediction on this game. Do you want to? <laughs> no, because I, I imagine the Rams will lose, and I'm okay with it. As long as, the way I see it, as long as the Rams show, you know, a few players out there that that are shining, you know, some guys with potential, that's already a win in my book. Yeah, agreed. Well, I will be watching the condensed version Sunday morning because... I don't want to stay up till 10 p.m. to watch this game. Or I'd Man, stay up till 1 to watch something. I watching the whole thing. Yeah, we'll I see. If I'm home, I'll watch it. I don't know what I'm doing yet this weekend. I'm watching the whole thing because, uh, yeah, I, I just love football that much. And uh, and it's not on at, like, 1 in the morning like Steve. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all in. I love football, man. I'll watch all three of these preseason games. I don't know if I love football enough to watch any other team's preseason games. Uh, I I don't know how many more. I, I just watched the Hall of Fame game just because you get in the mood of, of, uh, of football and every year I'm reminded how terrible <laughs> the Hall of Fame game really is. Yeah, and you know, there's rookies I'm excited to see, but like, we're going to see them. They, you know, they're going to play in the regular season. How do you watch this early tape? Obviously, though, I, I'm happy to watch this. Uh, it's going to be fun talking about a team where I actually know the 70 or so players on the roster. So uh, I think we had everything. You got anything else? Uh, nope. That's that's all for me. Uh, go, go Dodgers playing the Twins tonight. Go Dodgers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, be sure. We'll be back probably Sunday to recap this game. Be sure to follow us at Steve Barrow at johnny 5 not 6 at Talk Rams. Talk to you guys next week. How how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally? I think we ain't done yet.